0: At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Is it? No, it's good morning when we're recording, but I don't know when. It might be good afternoon by the time this goes out. But welcome back to the podcast. Dan and Joe talking cricket stuff suffering through we don't have to suffer through England anymore. England's done. Finished. Like it's completely toast. We never have to suffer through England at a World Cup until next summer.
1: Yeah, it's really not that long, is it? No. You feel like you feel like um the T20 retention has to be better than the 50 over retention. So that's that's a plus for England fans, I think.
0: Yeah. It can only yeah, go up from here. Be the same bunch mm. of blokes though, almost, won't it?
1: Yeah, I mean it did just cross my mind when I said that. It probably will be quite similar. Um got a little bit of practice next month in the West Indies, I guess. But yeah, different blokes. We'll see.
0: Trust Moeen. Get Moeen as captain, get him to bat in the top three, and we'll be fine.
1: The stalwart.
0: The guy knows how to play cricket. Just get him. Get him further up the order. He's, he's wasted. He's wasted all the way down at number six and seven Just get him up there. Anyway, how are you, Joe? What's up with you? How's pre-season? Any new cricket bats to report on? Any winter hitting that you've done so far? Anything exciting?
1: Um, I mean, our physical sessions have been pretty intense. As a Sunriser squad, we've been working really hard in the gym on the Astro on the running surfaces, which was particularly wet and windy the other day. I thought at one point on Monday we were gonna be blown off sideways into the into the railings of the astro turf we were running on. But um we got through it. Done a bit of fielding as well in some competitive stuff and in a little um indoor type gym. Like what you'd have at school, like basketball court basically. Yeah, yeah. Um which has been good to get a bit of that in and then we move into into Finchley in a couple of weeks time so an actual kind of indoor cricket surface which should be nice to um work on a few technical bits batting and trying to I'm trying to incorporate a, a new like trigger and press Ooh. when I bat which is exploring Tell something new yeah um I tried it tried it out last week after the pod. And it was it was okay, you know. I can I can see scope with it. So I mean that's something exciting.
0: What are we talking are a, we talking like Shivnerai and Shanderpool kind of the maybe a bit of a George Bailey type situation? Or is there talk, talk us through it. What what is the not,
1: not quite as extravagant as either of those two, ending up entirely square onto the bowler. Um but I did I when I was trying it, we did actually experiment with a Joe Root esque trigger, a Marnus trigger, yeah, a Coley trigger. Just trying them all out, but no. Have you,
0: with the Joe Root, have you bought in the bit where he kind of like brings the bat up and then spins it in his hands and then brings it back down? Have you have you incorporated that bit in there as well for an extra little bit of flair?
1: No, I haven't mastered the uh, the bat twizzle.
0: Right, I did I okay. wasn't.
1: I wasn't too keen on the Joe Root one. I felt really like off balance. The marlas one was quite nice to try. I like that. Yeah. Um, and
0: but I think it leaves out as well.
1: I don't leave the ball, Dan. I only <laughs> play white ball cricket. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, they do. They, I, I could, I could, in theory, yeah, add a, add a bit more to it, wouldn't it? Extravagance. Have like my own trademark, <laughs> leave and trigger. And then we'll have kids all over the country doing the Joey G. Absolutely I'm just trying, I'm not. Just, that I'm will just not think, happen.
0: I'm just thinking of you, Joe. Like Marnus did it. Now now he's the face of Weetabix in Australia. You <laughs> could do it. You could be the face of Weetabix in England. That's all I'm that's all I'm saying. I'm just I've just got your best interests at heart here.
1: Can you imagine? That would be scenes. I've actually been eating Weetabix as well. This week. See, so, it mean, just
0: makes sense. It's all Who makes up. Kellogg's? Shreddies? Or is it, are they their own thing? No. Whoever...
1: We Weetabix make Weetabix.
0: Okay, well, if Weetabix are listening by any kind of, by any long shot, get in contact with Joe.
1: <laughs> yeah, hit me up <laughs> for Colab. <laughs> anyway, that's fun. Yeah, pressing and triggering against the, uh, the stick and the throws. All good fun.
0: Yeah.
1: You're off to Sri Lanka this week. That's way yeah. more exciting.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit, isn't it? I, I did finally kind of have a meeting with the Barmy Army yesterday to find out exactly what was going on. So it turns out that I fly on Friday like late Friday evening, I think. I think I need to be at Heathrow at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Which obviously getting to Heathrow at five o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday is that's not it's not that pleasant of an experience. But that that's where the taxi of dad comes in, isn't it? Like you <laughs> you, you never get you never get too old to kind of go Dad, can I have a lift to the airport, please? So, yeah, perfect. So I've got a lift through to the airport on Friday. Should get to Sri Lanka like lunchtime on Saturday, Sri Lankan time. It's like a 10 and a half hour flight or something disgusting like that. Oof. Um, I'm excited. I, I'm 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 beyond excited. Like T10 cricket. So I think there's, I think minimum I'll play three games. Um and I've got so I'm playing for England, obviously, um, because they—I don't know why—but they, they wanted me to play. I, do I need to? Am I going to keep? I don't know. Am I going to? I don't. I've got no idea. I don't know what the plan is. But I think we play Australia, so we get that as a as a bit of a game, and then I think our other game on Monday Monday is against India. And then it goes into like seeded knockouts on the Tuesday, which is when like the final will happen. So I think you play one game minimum on the Tuesday and then maybe like four slash five, depending on how far you go in that tournament and at what point maybe you get knocked out or unless you go the whole way and win the trophy. But yeah, it's all going to be at the Goul, um I don't know. What even is the, the, the technical name for it? Cricket Stadium, the Ghoul International Cricket Stadium. You know, the one with the force at the end of it where... Everybody like doesn't buy tickets and just sits up on the. You remember that one? Yeah. That's. course that's so
1: exciting. Also, yeah, the two gu- the two guaranteed games, mm. being against the Aussies and in India, Hell that's yeah. class. Also, does this mean that, like technically you could say that you played a bit of international cricket representing your country at an international stadium? I reckon oh, you yeah, could.
0: I think I tick that box. I think I tick franchise cricketer off as well. Um, And I mean, who knows if it goes well, Joe, if it goes well and it could happen. I mean, maybe maybe I get drafted in the hundred next summer. Maybe I maybe I pick up a blast gig. I mean, maybe maybe I'll just aim really high and just enter myself in the IPL auction.
1: (laughs) See how many rupees or lakhs you can go for. You've got (laughs) you've got 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 experience in the subcontinent as well.
0: Well, not yet, but I will have.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't even know, like. I don't even know how big of a ground it is. Is it a big ground? Cool. Let me um, entertain the crowd. You do for a your moment. research. Yeah, entertain the crowd. I'm pretty sure that you could measure things on. No, I don't want to do that.
1: You're going to um... go on like, Google Maps and
0: Google yeah, Earth gonna...
1: and then measure it?
0: Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. But I don't know. I, sw- I swear. Well, also, it will be yes. irrelevant
1: because T10 boundaries are like the size of an under-11s boundary because they just want the scores to be massive if my memory serves me right from what I've seen from other T10 tournaments so I'm expecting how many dingers do you reckon you can hit in three games I reckon you've got to aim for I reckon you've got to aim for six two a game you can do that
0: uh, you know, I fancy those odds. I fancy those chances. I can't find out where the measuring thing is for on Google anymore.
1: And based on what I saw from when you recorded the video with us at sunrises earlier in the summer, you can mm. definitely do that because you pogoed a few into the bush. So, yeah. well, that's because
0: that's because your captain was was giving me <laughs> giving me shit about not being able to hit sixes and bet me twenty quid that I couldn't hit somebody over the hedge. So. I, I was, I, what do you reckon? I, it must have been, I not have been more than about five meters from going over the hedge, I wouldn't have thought that Radlick
1: one. No, because it landed like in it, didn't it? Yeah. So I reckon it just needed strike. a little bit more clearance. And what bat are you going to take with you?
0: Oh, I'm taking the big dog bat. I'm taking the proper, the proper world class willow chunky boy. And that's going to be the best possible chance that I've got to go and hit these dingers in Sri Lanka. I mean, I'm going to if I've got to try and put like Rangana Herath onto the fort, haven't I? Let's be let's be completely honest. That has got to be the goal of this entire this entire series. I, what the reality is likely to be is I'm probably going to get three blobs, but we we yeah we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Can, we, can we talk about England again for a little bit?
1: We certainly can.
0: I just thought now that it's all done and dusted, we we won't we won't dwell on it for too long because ultimately, what's the point? I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. There's no point crying over spilt milk and all of this other whatever other like grandmas used to say about things back in the day. But I kind of felt like it was about time that we gave some kind of like, do you remember like back in school? And it might have been different because there is a bit of an age gap between the two of us. But like I remember, you get to the end of like a term or something and your your primary school teacher would be like, must try harder, talks too much, um, whatever those kind of things are. And I kind of felt like that seems like a really sensible thing to do for these England blokes from this 2023 World Cup. Now that I'm pretty sure they're back home, aren't they? I think I saw Dave Willey back on his like mansion estate thing in Northamptonshire um, on social media. So I'm pretty sure they're all back home. So we, we're safe. We can talk about that and we're all right.
1: Yeah, they are back from what I gather. Um How would you like to go about it? Because obviously there's 15 players. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way that I've got it written down was the batting order from their last game against Pakistan. Okay. Um, but we can do it in alphabetical order. I think that equally makes sense.
0: No, I'm I'm quite happy to go... Because how I've got it down in front of me here is by oh, average.
1: As in, is, like, batting average?
0: Batting and bowling average, yeah. So... Okay. I'm quite happy to go... I'm quite happy to go your way. Go your way, Joe.
1: Okay, then. So, number one, David Milan. So, he scored the most runs. Isn't going to West Indies. He scored one of the two centuries scored by England in the World Cup. And I don't think he did too badly. I think he built on his momentum that he built for himself in those ODIs that we saw in September and kind of carried that form on, as you rightly predicted. So I've got Milan down. He's he's near the top of the class. He's got a B for me
0: yeah I, I think a is a really nice letter for him, as you said like the strike rate's high um like just over a hundred averaging forty five I was a little bit surprised he wasn't included in the West Indies stuff because he doesn't play he doesn't play the the test stuff does he so it's not like i'm sure he I, I don't know and the West Indies is quite a nice place to go, so I would have thought people would be queuing up to get to get out there for a little bit of a little bit of a break um yeah I think is nice i think b is a good good thing, and I think it would probably say something along the lines of gets distracted easily by classmates, has potential to, do you know what I mean? That kind of like really good, but also like just kind of hangs out with the naughty kid a little bit and just kind of gets dragged down a touch. So yeah, I, I think a nice B for for David Milan, I think would be a nice, nice little starter. And that's quite high, probably the highest that we're going to get to be fair.
1: Yeah, it's a tough school that we're in, unfortunately, for these for these 15 lads. So with that in mind, moving on to Johnny Bairstow. Now for me, he Should scored two hundred. He, he scored two hundred and fifteen runs opening the batting. What's what was his his average? You've got that in front uh, of you. Twenty three point
0: eight. His average. Twenty
1: three point eight. Okay, right. That's not. Unfortunately, that that's not the standard of an international opening batter across nine games in a World Cup. So I'm just I just wasn't that impressed. He did score a couple of fifties, however. As we know, you need to go on and convert, don't you? And I felt like he just gave his wicket away too often. He was being well and truly dragged down by his teammates. Might have got sent out of the class a few times. <laughs> I've got him as an E grade, unfortunately. Oof. Poor Johnny. Oof.
0: I thought you were going to go D, I'll be honest. But uh, E's fine. E's fine. And I think I think it just gets summed up really nicely at the bottom of the report card in like some glittery pen that just says, like, must try harder I genuinely think that that is what that just says and, and Johnny ends up going back to to, to mum and dad's and kind of goes have you got your report card and he goes nah the dog ate it on the way back home and it's one of those <laughs> that just never gets in never gets in
1: Joe Root much like Bairstow didn't convert any of his 50s into into the hundreds that we know he's capable of but he did score three of them and mm. he got a wicket as well Two hundred seventy-six <laughs> runs, you know, just try and help his cause. So he scored what fifty-nine more runs than Barstow. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah, with that in mind, I've I've given him a D. So he's he's a level above Barstow, just based on the fact he scored basically sixty more runs. You need yeah. to convert, Joey boy.
0: He's the, he's the kind of kid. He had a great term the the the, the season before. Like a great term one of the best kids in the school like got the, got the little kind of badges might have been like head boy and stuff like that and then discovered something like let's call it pokemon cards and just became incredibly <laughs> distracted by his by his work um by his classmates so yeah like d- got distracted by by the pokemon cards and I think I think the parents are going to be disappointed. I think the teachers and the faculty are going to be really disappointed. I don't quite think he I don't quite think he kind of understands the the, the magnitude of it because I think he's quite excited by like the shiny Pikachu that he got the other day. Not good enough.
1: Ben Stokes three hundred and four runs in his six games. He did score the other hundred in addition to the one scored by David Milan. The back end of the tournament and a couple of fifty. So he he did okay. You know he was. He was billed as the one that they wanted back. You can't play... If Ben Stokes is offering his services to you, you're not saying no.
0: True, it how true. it how it
1: went into the tournament, wasn't it? You missed the first couple. And he then... He was slow in his stride, but, you know, back end of the term, his progress was, was vastly accelerated. But we didn't see any of the, the fireworks. And... The big displays that we know he's capable of and has done in on the international stage and in an England shirt before. So I guess that means that, as as teachers in this school, we were just left a little bit disappointed with him, just yeah. a little bit. We give him we'll give him a C, so we'll pass him. Yeah,
0: we'll I mean, pass he's averaged him fifty. Joe, he's averaged fifty in the tournament, um, with that one hundred and two fifties. 26 fours and 11 sixes so he's clear of Dawood Milan by six five or six runs in terms of average so as you said like started off started off a little bit as you said disengaged with the injury but I think maybe maybe the quiet word kind of um, after school one day maybe a bit of a detention or something like that just kind of just fired him back up again and uh, he seemed to work seemed to just get just get his head down didn't he which which was nice to see but yeah, I think C. I think you have to take into a into account the, the start of the tournament.
1: Oh, the captain. Yeah. That burden of responsibility in this tournament mm. for, for our Joss. He just didn't get off the ground at all, did he?
0: I'm not even he sure he just He really
1: up. didn't. I saw his Instagram post yesterday and it was quite heartfelt and you not, know, you just know that he'll bounce back. He's one of those players. We spoke about Maxwell in turn last week being a kind of once-in-a-generation player. Yeah, true. Butler Butler is that. He's got freakish skills. And his record in India in the IPL in the past couple of years has been fantastic. But he just, like you said, he just didn't didn't turn up. 138 runs with only a high score of 43. That's mucky, isn't it? Really mucky. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's been playing hooky. Like, let's be honest. Like, he's just not even turned up for school some of these days. His mom's kicked him out the door early in the morning. And said, "Get on the bus, make your way down there." And he's gone. Yeah, no worries. I'll get there fine. And he's gone down the local park and just played football with his mates all day. That's what's happened. Like, he spent his pocket, he spent his lunch money on like on Lucas, and Harry, Bowes, and he's gone and chucked his jumpers down and just played football in the. He's had a great time. Well, no, he probably hasn't in reality, but he's kind of missed out on what he should have been doing by doing something else. So. Yeah, I'm not even convinced. Well, I, th- I think it's probably an F. I think his F is probably the lowest that we can probably get. He's got the same average of Adil Rashid with the bat, Joe.
1: Oh, you went F. I yeah. I I, I went E. I did. No, yeah. You're
0: too nice. You you're swayed oh. by the heartfelt Instagram post yesterday. That's what you've done. You're like, oh, he's such a lovely bloke, and I'm sure. I've he let is. my
1: emotions come into it. It's one but of he's those blocked. when you got. You've got to have a right. Teachers always say they don't have favourites in their class, don't they? Absolute rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that too. Absolute rubbish. They want to give him an F, but because he's nice and
0: yeah, he he does
1: try and he's got that soft side to him, but he's just not not got the output this term. Harry Brook, six games for him. Mm. He obviously started this started. In the beginning, in place of Stokes, didn't he? Yeah. But he only scored 169 runs in his six games, which included a fifty against Afghanistan. In that game that England lost. Now, for me, when I think back to that innings, I reckon if he gets enough, if he gets closer towards a hundred, and just sticks around for a bit longer, England will win that game. Yeah. And then their tournament could look a little bit different, right? But that didn't happen. So he's gone in with so much promise, building into the start of the tournament off the summer that he had over here. And, again, didn't fail to adapt to the conditions, really, is probably what you would say. Um, and for me, he's he's got a D, Harry Brook. I feel like you might have gone a bit harsher.
0: Uh I think I think so. I can add a little bit of context to this. You know, I don't really think it happens in England, but you know, when you watch things in America and like the kids are like, "Oh, he's so he's so clever. He skipped a year." Kind of feels like that's what Harry Brooks done. Like he's just been bumped up from like year two to year four. Like he's just he skipped year three altogether, and he, he's been bumped up because of how well he did last term in in the summer and and that kind of feels like what's happened and as you said he's kind of hasn't really adapted to those conditions the curriculum's been just a little bit too tough like that kind of early algebra that they were working on just didn't really work for him so I kind of feel like I kind of feel like he's he's the boy wonder he's like kind of the genius kid in the school that they just they just pushed forward and they've just pushed it a little bit too far he's not hanging out with his mates anymore um he's kind of playing football on the on the playground with different kids and and that's why and I think you can kind of caveat that with and you can kind of give him a nice you give him a d not being good but as I say it'd be harsh to kind of mark him too far down because ultimately he is kind of a, a grade above where where he should be I think
1: it's just excellent analogy from you Dan I have nothing Don't you else this on to TMS, add do you Chris Wokes ah oh, Chris Wokes 10 wickets he ended yeah. up with 10 wickets in his 8 games and 131 runs. I'm going to include his runs because he is an all-rounder and he scored a 50. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, he's he's a popular member of the class. But again, it was like he was a little bit distracted or isolated at the beginning of the term. Really, he was a bit all over the place. He might have had something he might have had something going on at home. You don't know his background. <laughs> yeah. Teachers spoke to him a few times after the kind of the third or fourth week of realising he was a little bit disconnected from what was going on in the classroom. And well, they turned him around because he finished up all right at the end of the term. He didn't come through too bad. The forecast wasn't looking great, but he's exceeded his predicted grade is what I would say for Wokes. So I've given him a C.
0: Yeah, honestly, Joe, I think you've, you've summed that up. Quite poetically, and I don't think I can add anything more to it. I think you've you've ticked all the right boxes there for for Christopher, um, and I think yeah, I think there's a, there's there's room for improvement, but ultimately, as you say, he kind of picked things up as the as the the tournament progressed, didn't he? So I, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it's a nice it's a nice letter.
1: David Willie, the only he's he's the one you feel sorry for in the class. He might be a bit of an outcast you might say, the only person in the class or the squad not to be given an England contract next year. wouldn't yeah. You wouldn't say he's in the starting 11 at the beginning of the tournament. He, he's got in opportunistically as a result of Reese Topley's injury. But he's, he's contributed in his six games. He's taken 11 wickets. Second behind Adil Rashid. And with the bat, He's had a few little cameos and he's hit six sixes. And obviously I've drawn on the sixes because we all love obviously. dingers.
0: Yeah. We all know that's the first thing you look at at the scorecard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he got, he was, re- he was really pretty effective with the new ball. And he, he came back in the later stages and, and didn't do too badly either with his bowling. Obviously got Coley out, which is like gold dust. In this World Cup, so for me, David Willey, his final bow out of international cricket. He's moving on to a new school. is David Willey, so we're yeah. sending him off on a high, and he's got to be.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think he's one of those kids. The governors have basically kicked him out, um, and he's got to go to state school next year, and that's going to be that's going to be hard to adjust. We we know how these England cricketers and state schools they don't really kind of go together, do they? But. He's one of those lads, he's, he's kind of taken that as motivation, hasn't he? And he's kind of gone, well, I'm going to stick two fingers up to the governors here and I'm going to, I'm going to prove them that they've, that they've definitely made the wrong decision. The teachers still like him, though. The teachers have a lot of, they, they're, they're a big fan of Dave Willie, So that's why I think the B is still a really important kind of letter to, to give him. It's not all, not everybody's against, against Big Dave. Um, he's outperformed, as you said, opportunistic with the injury to Topley. But I mean, he has outperformed Sam Curran like by weeks in this in this tournament he is obviously sam curran's got the gig and dave willie hasn't so yeah a b for dave
1: gus atkinson new boy in the class he's actually he's actually just joined from a new school quite opposite to dave willie um yeah it's a school a little, where they
0: get a lot of kids from though isn't it yeah plenty yeah, of them plenty of one. them
1: yeah really really good school that they like to poach children from that sounds very awful it does a little, um, bit, yeah, like yeah, chi- chi- a little bang bit. bang. <laughs> anyway, they've got this young kid and he's raw and he's got plenty of pace. And they kind of see him as a bit of Mark Woods understudy, is how you'd probably describe him. So, so he's being mentored in the class to uh to kind of ease himself in, shall we say, to his new surroundings. And that's that's told, he's been there, inexperienced in international cricket, got whacked around a bit taken four wickets in three games. I mean, not awful, but probably wanted his numbers to be a little bit better. And he did get 35 in that partnership with Mark Wood at the back end against South Africa when the game was dead and gone. And he was just having a little bit of fun, a little bit of um, recreational time. I've got Gus Atkinson on a D.
0: Yeah, I, I I feel like his his chances to shine have been limited, haven't they? He's only played the three games, but I think that probably that probably speaks volumes because of that inexperience and testament to the fitness of Mark Wood, really, to to get the games in that that he managed to play throughout the tournament. I don't think many would have expected him to have maybe played seven out of the nine. Um, I think probably, and it's no disrespect to, to Gus Atkinson, I think he's going to be a really good player and I think he's really exciting. But I, I think the selection was almost kind of acknowledgement of how injury-stricken that England kind of fast-bowling cartel is. We obviously just heard about Jofra's elbows played up again and he's not going to be around for another, another little bit, which hopefully we will see him again. But people like Saki Mahmood, they're kind of in the in the knacker's yard at the moment as well. So yeah, I, I think I think a D, I I think I think a D is kind of the grade that you almost like start at, if that makes sense, and you can go up and down from there. And I think it'd be harsh really to kind of move him either way.
1: That's a fair summation. Now Adil Rashid, leading wicket taker with 15 wickets, was well and truly the leader of the attack. He probably could have taken even more, you felt. Um he was he was a little bright spark, probably just quietly going about his business and his work. Um, an unassuming character in the classroom, and he's he's performed. Um, I've given him a B.
0: Yeah, I I think I think to have him at the same as Dawid Malan, I think is completely right. He's he's just, he's class on grass, isn't he, Adil? Let's be let's be completely honest about it, and I think. I think his commitment to the to the team to the class, I think, was was impeccable, and I think it stood out in that South Africa game. When I mean, he was basically on his knees, wasn't he, throughout that entire bowling spell, being propped up by Moeen, having being like force-fed painkillers and um, imodiums and Lucas aids and all this other stuff that he needed to get through that game. Like I, yeah, I think a B for for the for the elder statesman, I think, is is the right is the right thing to do.
1: We move on to the players that weren't involved in that final game against Pakistan. So, we'll, but we'll start with Reese Topley, who obviously had to—he had to jet back home after fracturing his finger in that game against South Africa. And he was really impressive in the three games that he yeah. played. Eight wickets. He promised a lot. If England had him available for the rest of the tournament, again, you might think that they could have been in a slightly different position. They could have been. Yeah. Challenging for that fourth qualification spot potentially.
0: Yeah, um, losing margins might have been less.
1: Yeah, there is definitely that. But he, um, he's always off sick. Is Reese? Yeah, it must be yeah, something his in his household. Him him. Yeah, but he's always got. He always comes in with his planner, and, and his mum's written him a note when he does come in to say that he's got to leave early or something like that.
0: Yeah. Extracurricular
1: activities, yeah. He's um he's got a few he's he's carrying a bit. Carrying a few injuries. Leaving that aside, leaving the attendance part of it aside, I've gone for I've gone for a B for Reese. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it could have been downgraded to a C as a result of his um his lack of attendance, shall we say. Um but but he promised a lot. He was impressive.
0: I th- I think I think that's that's a nice letter. Um I think the 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 poor punctuality is probably out of his control though I think that's probably where that caveat comes in so I, yeah a B from three games I think is if you were to if you were to extrapolate those those figures and you were to take them through all nine games then yeah I think you're kind of start talking about him being one of the best seamers in the tournament, don't you, at that point? Um eight wickets in three games. I don't know. I think I'd probably put him at a C, but as you're as you've kind of adopted the the role of head teacher here, then then B it is.
1: I've I've become head teacher and overruled your uh your grade that you've presented to me. <laughs> Mark Wood. Now he picked up a bit of a niggle, didn't he? Which is why Gus Atkinson finished the last two games when um yeah. England realised they were Toast. To- Just the six wickets for Mark Wood in his seven games. Yeah. And 80, 85 runs. Yeah. It's not what you want from your premium quick, is it? And he had that cameo of 43 not out against mm. South Africa. Rocked up every game. So much effort. So much pace. Always gives 100%, 110%. You see that in his output. He's one of the most hard-working players, students in the class. And, and I feel like he lacked lacked reward for the work that he put in. It's almost like he he was doing the... Oh my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. You know, like in maths, when you do like a foundation paper. What's the other paper called?
0: Some kind of advanced thing, maybe?
1: Yeah, advanced. It's like he's done the advanced paper... Written all the answers to the foundation ones in like foundation answers instead, but yeah. So with that in mind, I've got Mark Wood on a D.
0: Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Because I don't, I don't think it's through. It's not through lack of effort. This this term, I just don't think he's got to grips with the curriculum. Has he this time around? I think maybe he's been a little bit unlucky as well. You know, like in the the old like. When you used to have to make things, it's almost like somebody's tripped him up on the way back to the desk and it's like fallen on the floor. And it's it's kind of like it's it's been so close. Like maybe he's had to bake like a Victoria sponge or something like that. And and his mate, Stokesy, thought it'd be funny just to trip him on the way past, and the Victoria sponge ended up on the floor. And but the teacher never saw the trip. That that is the thing. And then the teacher kind of thinks, oh, he's just thrown it on the floor again. It's not really worked. As you said, the 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 advanced paper. The, the questions were just a bit tough. Like measuring the inside of a triangle, just was not the was not the on the curriculum for for Woody this time. But yeah, I mean, he's tried bloody hard, isn't he? He really has tried hard, and you gave him a D, didn't you?
1: I did, I did.
0: Oh, yeah. You want to give him I'm, an E, don't you? No, I want to give him a C. I want to give him a C for effort. Like I want to give him like a nice little sticker on the. On his like on his school bag and give him a pat on the back and say you'll be back better next year. But yeah, I think I think Dee's probably right, and I don't really want to say it.
1: It's a bit sad, isn't it? Like yeah, when I look on on the little the little re- report card, he he could have quite easily come away with a C. Him and his mate Wokesy, Wokesy Stokesy and Woody all walking off of their C's, but as it turns out, he's in the club with Rooty, Brookie. <laughs> And Gussie. Now, the final two I'm actually going to do together because okay. I feel We've like. We
0: got three. We got three Moeen, Sam Curran, and Liam Livingston.
1: Oh, I forgot about Moeen.
0: You, well, okay, let's faith, go for you Moeen. Could have been, you could have been forgiven if you'd have got about Livingston.
1: Uh, okay, right. And Sam Carlin, to be fair. But. I don't have Moeen's stats because I'm an imbecile uh, and I've missed it
0: 95, out. 95 runs at an average of 15 with five wickets at an average of 49. He played six games. And just, I think, to, to kind of sum that up quite quickly is I I don't think... Do you know what? His, his selection over the last couple of tournaments and series and things have kind of perplexed me a little bit. He, he is vice-captain, isn't he, in this team, I believe. It does kind of perplex me a little bit because I don't really feel like over the last three or four years in white ball cricket that England have ever really like invested in mobile, like they've never kind of put big money in, in Mo coin. And so at that point there, I don't really know. It confuses me because he's a much better cricketer than walking out at like number seven to go and club a few at the end. And I think he's a much better bowler than just maybe bowling the first couple of overs in a 20 with the new ball and then not bowling again. So that that baffles me slightly. And so at that point there I don't really think we get the kind of a true representation of of what Moeen, Moeen could do, but I think it highlights kind of how selfless he is as a as a bloke. But he hasn't it, it's again it's not been great, is it? It's probably an E. Um he's it, gone down from the D and it's probably it probably is an E for Moeen.
1: Oh, you've given him an E. I was going to put him in the D club, but I can see where you're going. He's he's tried his best for the team and the class. Yeah. But ultimately, he hasn't got the fruits of his labour, one no. might say. Now, moving on to the final pair. Now, these two, just the naughty boys in class, probably been sent out nearly every lesson.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They, they go from one lesson to the next they're on um we used to have these things in school in school called like blue and green slips
0: right okay and then
1: like if you were like super naughty you'd get a red slip Ooh. and that basically means How you were like excluded for like a, a week hey less of that i reckon <laughs> i got whatever the lowest one was i can't remember if it was a blue slip i think blue slip green slip red slip right Okay. i reckon i might have got a a couple of blue slips and maybe one green slip Oof. in the whole of my secondary school
0: okay, okay. life.
1: Very minor. Had yep. stay Staying at break time. One of those mm. kind of vibes. Love it. These two, however, they've actually been excluded.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're done.
1: They've been excluded. They only managed to get through a week of the term before their antics tripped them up.
0: Yeah, they brought fireworks into school or something like that and set them off in the bathroom, like a proper Balotelli kind of thing.
1: Pushed a few kids into the lockers in between lessons. <laughs> Stolen someone's lunch money. And that's,
0: that's that's where Shubman Gill went at the start of the tournament. He didn't have dengue fever. <laughs> Sam Curran locked him in a locker. Right, it starts to make sense now.
1: It's some brilliant narrative. But yeah, Livingston didn't hit a single six. Now, for someone of his calibre... And the role that he plays in this England team—that's just entirely unacceptable—and I'm not here for it. He played six to games, think that you though.
0: You and I hit as many sixes in the 2023 World Cup as Liam Livingston. That's a remarkable stat. fact. That is a stat. That.
1: That is, yeah, true. True facts only. True stats only. And Sam Curran—I don't even want to touch on it. It's just you just scratch through it, just want yeah. to forget
0: for Mr. Okay. Curran. Yeah,
1: they're walking away. Well, I'm giving them Fs, but a U—that's it. Yes. Ungraded, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely up your sleeve if you want it.
1: Yeah, they're getting news. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at choppacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The
0: Godfather slot. Someday... I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions supply. Race to 100. Joe, you are, you've got a three-point lead now on me after I well, essentially cocked up the um, the round last week, which I think was quite tough, wasn't it, in the end? So I've kind of done something here to try and make... Just try and kind of make amends for last week. And I kind of feel like I might have been a bit harsh, but we're, we're going for it anyway and I don't care. And It's all 2023 World Cup related. And it's the most catches. However... It's the most catches by an outfield player. So wicket keepers do not count. You've got, there's, there's one at first place, second place at clear. And then you've got third place is currently held jointly between two people. So actually, I've been quite kind and there's four people to fit in these three gaps. So the most catches by an outfield player in the 2023 Cricket World Cup so far.
1: Oh, I do remember... I do remember actually flicking onto this stat. It was probably last
0: week. No. No, it was last week. Disgusting behaviour.
1: Yeah, not out of, this was out of doing some research for like your part of the trivia that I was preparing. I feel like I saw Daryl Mitchell's name.
0: That's number one. Daryl Mitchell is number yes. one. Ten catches, five points, one absolute steal. Why have I tried to be sneaky here and this has come back and bit me in the ass? It's,
1: it's definitely worse that you've obviously excluded the wicket keepers, but I, that I, um, why is it that you just remember really random things like that? Like There is no reason for me to remember that Daryl Mitchell was top of the catches, and I have. I love it
0: yeah no that Um, that is that is good knowledge
1: is is marnus there
0: marnus is in second place with eight catches (laughs) this is terrible
1: finally oh i'm yeah um david warner
0: (laughs) you're a disgrace third place david (laughs) warner tied with david miller seven catches Perfect game. Joe picks up another massive nine points. And I've, I've actually tried. I've really tried to kind of just, just haul you back a little bit. And it's flopped big time. I've, well done.
1: Yeah. Uh, kudos to my memory.
0: Um, I was gonna. We were going to talk about kind of this England white ball squad to go to the West Indies, but there's probably only about 10 minutes left in this, 10, 13 minutes left in this podcast. So I don't really know if I can be bothered, Joe. I don't know whether you, whether you can or not, um, whether we just skip straight through to the World Cup final. Should we talk about that instead?
1: Yeah, and then finish with a little higher or lower?
0: Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Because, I mean, no bug is going to turn, apart from the people that go out to the Caribbean to watch it. I can't believe many people are going to be tuning in to watch that white ball stuff in the Caribbean. I don't even know when it is. It's early December? Is it early December? It's just, it? a, it's just a Christmas jolly, isn't it? That's a holiday. Yeah, why do you think Ollie Pope's going? <laughs> He's literally just on the Caribbean, sat on the beach in Barbados, having the absolute whale of a time. Anyway. Yeah,
1: bit of rum punch.
0: Yeah, the World Cup final on the 19th. Uh, well, firstly, are you going to watch it?
1: Uh, I'll follow it. I don't know if I'll watch it. I don't know if I've watched any game in full, if I'm being honest.
0: No, um, no.
1: I mean, it it might be on the screen because there's no Premier League football this weekend. Um, True. But I just, yeah, I'll follow it, but I might not watch it all. Okay. You? But, You'll be in Sri uh, Lanka.
0: Well, so the Barmy Army are kind of having like a watch party type thing. Um... Which I'm not against, but I don't know whether in being in Gaul for such a short period of time, whether that's the best use of my my time. I actually would quite like to go into Gaul and have a bit of a kind of a poke around and see what's going on and a bit of exploring, try and find some like local food. And, and I, what I'd love to do, and this is nothing to do with the World Cup, but one, I want to go out there and like film something for a video um which I'll then carry on someone else. But I'd also love to just like stumble across a game of cricket that I could just get involved in, which I think would be would be really good fun. But I don't know what the likelihood of that is. But I think it's probably a better use of my time to do that than it is to watch a World Cup final, which India have probably already won anyway. So, but with it in mind, India are playing New Zealand at the moment. India won the toss, chose to have a bat first. Um, there's all that scandal about used pitches and whoever the pitch man didn't know that it was going to be one and then there was i don't know but anyway india batting first they're 284 for one off 39 and a half overs rohit got 47 shubman gill retired hurt on 79 verat coley death and taxes he's on 94 not out at the moment treas is on 61 so kind of feels like they've got one foot plus an arm and a leg and a kit bag and a head and the team bus already in the final i to think that pitch is probably going to get worse, isn't it, as, as this game goes on and for New Zealand to end up chasing down what might end up being, to, well, even towards kind of 400-ish by the look at this with I like reckon, 11 overs to go.
1: I reckon it'll be close to 400, knowing that they've got Sky to come in probably next and KL yeah. Rahul, who's been whacking it. Like yeah,
0: Gide- Gide- Sky, G- as well.
1: Sky could come in and get like 60 off 25. Yeah. Poor New Zealand, but sorry. No, I'm, you can't tell me anyone saw anything other than an India win. I mean, there's still a plenty of time left in this game. And as we know, anything can happen in sport. Yeah. But they're playing to the script, all right.
0: Certainly are. It, does, it, it, it feels a little bit like with these, this game and tomorrow's game, it feels like if the team bat first can essentially like bat the chasing team out of the game, which it kind of feels like India are making their way towards that it kind of feels like that is the, the right way to go about it. I don't necessarily see... I don't see a team being able to chase down a massive score um, in like a second innings of, of one of these one of these games. I might be wrong. So, yeah, India, I, they, they'll be there in... Is it Ahmedabad, the final? I think it is, isn't it? Um, Ahmedabad. Yeah, yeah
1: 130,000, 134,000, whatever it is, yeah. In
0: the big cake tin. And then obviously tomorrow... Australia versus India in Eden Gardens. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like it it follows a similar kind of script to today, really. It's kind of who wins the toss and bats first, assuming it is going to be like a good batting pitch. And we saw with South Africa when they had to try and chase down India's 400 odd the other day when they got rolled for 70. If you can bat first and just pile on for either one of these two teams, like their batting lineup is so set up for that kind of first innings monster score, isn't it? Um that I don't necessarily know whether they've got the bottle or the nerve either of them to actually chase down like a three, three twenty, three fifty score.
1: Yeah, I can see tomorrow's game being a lot closer than today's. I'd like I feel like it's got the potential to have more twists and turns. Like in an I can I can just foresee whoever bats first getting two eight five, two ninety. Yeah. And that the the bowling team have have managed to get themselves back into it by restricting them to that many. And then the chase going down to the wire, So both of these teams have had, they've come, they've come through some, from pretty tricky chases. They've, they've yep. for all good money looks of, looks as though they've been behind the eight ball and they've been struggling. And then they've managed to kind of harness their lower order to get them over the line and a bit of Maxwell being a freak and what have you. So I can see tomorrow's game being a bit closer and one that I would probably rather watch but as you say you feel as you, you don't you don't want the toss to be ha- have such a massive impact and you hope that it doesn't you'd hope that it is a little bit closer but yeah we'll see and you hope that one of those teams that wh- whoever it is that wins tomorrow australia or south africa just i don't know just just does something to try and throw India off the scent a little bit when it comes to the final at the weekend.
0: Yeah, is what you would yeah. say. Could you pick a winner from tomorrow?
1: No, I honestly I don't know. I was think I was think, been thinking about it the past couple of days, and oh, I, I yeah I just feel like it's it's going to have a lot of twists and turns in it. Yeah. If 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 I was gun to head, I'd say Australia.
0: Yeah. I don't. so I don't think Australia have got that kind of oh crap we've been bowled out for like 109 in them whereas I think South Africa as we've already seen in this tournament have that they've also got that kind of oh my word we've just been rolled by the Netherlands as well like they have that kind of like absolute like F grade game in them don't they and I know Australia didn't start particularly well in this tournament they, they got pumped by South Africa by about 140 runs but they lost to those they lost to India, they lost to South Africa, they lost to who else did they lose to at the start? Did they lose to I
1: that thought was it, they only lost it? two, didn't yeah, they? They, they? Yeah, they lost
0: those two games. So with all of Australia's this is the worst start in World Cup history for Australia, and they were right down the bottom, they lost to two of the four best teams in the in the comp, whereas the Dutch got slapped by the Netherlands and obviously got completely battered by India as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think my head says Australia. I mean, I don't really want to see the Aussies win another World Cup. So I think my heart is kind of saying, just let it be South Africa, just for something a bit different. But if it comes down to the final, and I think both of us are in a complete agreement that that India beat New Zealand today, which. For any kind of Kiwi listening, we'll probably get it wrong and and then it'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about and how could you do this and and all this other good stuff. But India make the final, which most people could have predicted about four years ago. Australia or South Africa make the final. Let's say we can't pick between the two of them. Can either of them do anything to beat India in a World Cup final in front of what's ultimately going to be 130,000 Indian fans in Ahmedabad? could could anybody do it could either of them do anything
1: i think i'd favour... if the Aussies were there
0: yeah there
1: would i think the percentage the the win percentage would go up slight would go up slightly if south Africa were there i i i i don't know i just i just can't see it i re- i really can't i'm really struggling to look past india i wish i could i yeah. wish I could make a firm case. Um, I know it is sport and as we always say, anything can happen, which is what makes it so entertaining the majority of the time. However, as you mentioned, the the kind of raucous crowd that's going to be there, anyone that's played sport knows that that actually can have an impact and are like on your performance levels or whatever. And I just, I think they're going to be too hot to handle.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of see if I, I can kind of see a world where South Africa win the toss and bat first on a freshie in Ahmedabad and do get that kind of 400-ish score, like maybe like 375, somewhere around that, 375 plus, like Quinton de Kock gets a fifth 100, like Rassi van der Dussen goes as well as what we know he can do. And then maybe a little bit of madness from Heinrich Klaassen at the end. They've obviously lost that flexibility with Hardik Pandya now with the fact that he's gone. So they're not quite as versatile as what they have been, but their seamers are still phenomenally good. Maybe, maybe if they end up with that, maybe a little bit under pressure, um, I can see a world where maybe a run chase, because ultimately like I've watched enough of this cricket and you obviously played plenty of it that, once that a number gets on a board once it's a big enough number regardless of who you are where you are who you're playing in front of that becomes unignorable and if south africa can do that then i think that that's kind of where they can be i don't necessarily see australia putting together that similar kind of blueprint like they they've got some blokes that are coming in form but i I don't see their lineup kind of batting India out of the game, but potentially what you could do is you could see like, again, a madness from Maxwell, a, a phenomenal run chase from David Warner, um, Mitch Marsh in a similar kind of vein. Like neither of them are going to go out there. I don't think and go and set a 400 score, but I think like if they're set to say 320, 330, they've both got the ability to go out there and really kind of set Australia up for that kind of run chase. So, but, I'd put all my money on India.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think majority of people would look. I'm willing to be. I'm willing to be challenged and and yeah, I guess just see how it goes. I mean, the 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 more I talk about it, the more I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I maybe I will watch it just to see how it all yeah plays out. Um, but yeah, you'd hope that these obviously two semi-finals and final finish in uh, probably a, a more exciting way than how the competition started. Um, the quality's obviously been there, but the I guess, yeah, closeness of the games at the start of the tournament was something that probably wasn't going to appeal to that many yeah. fans and, and spectators or whatever. But we'll see. It's, yeah. it's in India's favour. We'll we know that.
0: Well, let, let's finish. Let's finish with some more World Cup higher or lower trivia. Then that you've you've, you've you've prepared. You've spent time looking at catches, so I suspect there might be some kind of like catching stat in here somewhere.
1: There's actually not. The catching stats didn't actually make it to the roster. Right. But yeah. So the number of Rohit Sharma World Cup hundreds. Do you know that? No. No, okay, so he's hit seven World Cup hundreds, right?
0: That's quite That's quite good. Yeah, not bad.
1: Now, is that higher or lower than the wickets taken by Mitchell Stark at this World
0: Cup? Uh, that's a really good question. I think it's, I kind of feel like I looked at this the other day, but I can't fully remember. I, I'm trying to convince myself that Mitch Stark has taken six World Cup wickets, but it might be nine. I'm going to say it's, Oh, you're in it. I'm going to say it's less. I'm going to say Stark's got a couple more.
1: Correct. So, Sharma, seven World Cup hundred. Stark's taken 10 wickets at the
0: World Get Cup. It. Good start.
1: And also, just to clarify, these are all stats related to the sem- four semi finalists. Okay, okay. So, wickets taken by Mitchell Stark, 10. Is that yeah. higher or lower than sixes hit by Aidan Markram? in the oh, tournament
0: my words uh, I did see something about his strike rate actually being really high I think he's like a top three strike rate in this World Cup which surprised it was like it was based on players that have faced at least like 250 balls or something like that but again I think uh, I'm gonna say it's less I'm gonna say Markram's hit more than 10.
1: incorrect bugger Aiden Markram's hit nine. Sixes.
0: Oh, it's close. It's
1: close. I'm not sure how many fours he's hit, but mm. I feel like that could probably bump him up
0: if yeah, he's I think got so. if he's
1: up there on the strike rate charts. So, Aidan Markram's hit nine sixes. Is nine higher or lower than in Revinger's shirt number?
0: Um, what is his shirt number? Lower.
1: Revinger's shirt number is number eight. So Markram's six hitting tallies higher. Eight. Were you going down
0: that route? I can't that remember. That Ravindra's
1: shirt number was lower.
0: I thought I I don't know. I don't know. What <laughs> I'll have to listen back through the question or not, but um I'm not sure. I think I might have implied that his He's... shirt number might have been lower, but I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fun give question you a anyway.
1: Point. <laughs> okay, so Ratchet Ravindra's shirt is number eight. Yes. Now we're we're gonna multiply that by six. Why? So you get 42. Yeah. The theme of slow left armors is continued into the next question. So we've Wonderful. got the number 42. Yeah. Now, is 42 higher or lower than the combined wickets taken by Mitchell Santner, yeah. Ravindra Jadeja, and Keshav Maharaj?
0: I mean, I have literally got no idea whatsoever. Uh,. Santner's quite a long way up there, isn't he? I know Zampa's top, isn't he, with 21, 22 wickets. So could they have had, would they have had like 15 each? That is probably the, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 42 is higher than the number of wickets that they've got combined.
1: Oh, incorrect. Is it? Mitchell, Santner and Jadeja have both taken 16.
0: Right, Okay
1: prior to this game, and Maharaj, 14.
0: Wow, okay, fair enough. In which case, so, then they can average 15 each, can't they?
1: Yeah, You. Yeah. I thought you talked yourself into it. I did,
0: I did. I just talked myself into the wrong one.
1: So, 46 wickets between them. Now, is 46 higher or lower than Pat Cummings' bowling average <laughs> in this um, world
0: Surely he's got a better bowling average than forty-six.
1: Yeah, he has. It's forty-three. I mean not much better. No,
0: but surely.
1: And then we've got so there's two more. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna multiply forty-three by
0: three. Right. To get
1: a hundred and twenty-nine. Okay. Now, is 129 higher or lower than the ball's faced by Glenn Maxwell in his 201 out? Uh,
0: higher because it was 128.
1: Yes, Dan.
0: Static. That Draw is unreal.
1: Knowledge. Very, very good.
0: Said with confidence.
1: And finally, so we're not using 128. We're using Maxwell's 201 because okay. that's better.
0: Yeah, and that's a bigger number.
1: Is that higher or lower than Marco Janssen's height in centimeters? We've got one of them again.
0: What a question! Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say Janssen is higher, taller than two o one.
1: Nice. Get it. According 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 to an interview with Alison Mitchell when he was touring Australia last year, he said that he'd grown three centimeters from when wow. he was like eighteen or nineteen. And he reckons he's 209 centimetres. So pretty tall. Lofty. And that concludes the higher or lower. Well done.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks for preparing it. Well, well done for the clean sweep in the, in the race to a hundred. (laughs) Again, you're making a bit of a habit of this now, which is getting a little bit disappointing. India are currently 314 for one off 43 overs, which is if you're an India fan, brilliant. Um, I don't really actually know to be fair. It's good for cricket, isn't it? Let's be honest. And, um, Yeah, I'll report back next week at some point as to how many sixes I hit in Sri Lanka. The games are going to be live streamed. Not that I'm going to expect you to watch them, Joe, but if anybody kind of does feel like watching a bit of club cricket on the Sri Lankan test ground, then you can do. Um, And you can see whether I've lied, basically, as to how many sixes (laughs) I hit. Um, Hopefully I get a bat. Like Hopefully it's not just like a TFC or something like that, but it'll be good. Thanks, Joe. Can't wait to tune in. Go well. (laughs) Cheers.